Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Okay, welcome back, uh, Wisdom and Stuff podcast, and we're with Robert and Amy once again. Welcome. Thank hey. you. And we are talking about the ever-fun, uh, exciting, soulish idolatry. Ooh. Yeah, and <laughs> so, uh, um, and we're just getting into it. Uh, uh, once again, identifying idolatry as not necessarily, you know, having a pagan altar in your bedroom, uh, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, you might have one of those too. I'm not going to discount that. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say, but. Uh, uh, but uh, for most people in uh, the U.S. of A., it's not that. Most people uh, here in in the church, it has to do with uh, really looking to worldly things, relationships, anything to take the place of God in meeting needs. Yeah. And uh, so when we're talking about idolatry, um, we're just talking about the fact that you know we have we have been trained by the world to look to certain basically everything in our life to meet our needs other than God. And so when we get saved, we know he saves us, and we know that we can do nothing apart from him for salvation, but for some reason we still look to the world to do other things. And uh, some people have idolatry when it comes to, you know, where they get their bills paid, you know, because their job is their idol. And and we can—one of the things is, is you can identify an idol very quickly if you think about not having it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so if you picture not having it ever again in your life, mm-hmm. uh, how bad are you freaked out? Right. You know, and uh, and it's it's not even so much uh, like for finances, one thing, because you start thinking about bills being paid and everything else. But it's also, you know, just oh, what about this relationship? What about this friendship? What about this person I've known forever? And uh, and, you know, like we were getting into last time, it can be uh, justified a lot by. Um, well, God wants me to have these things, <laughs> and um, and you know this is a good Christian brother or sister in the Lord, and it's like I don't care, you know, if, it, if they're meeting your needs, then that's an idol. Yeah, and it's not that they're evil, and it's not even that you're evil. It's just that you're looking to them to meet your needs, right. and uh, and so you're bringing bringing need into the relationship, and we want to kind of uh, unravel that a little bit more, and then really talk about getting free from those things. Um, so, Amy, you were talking about just a few minutes ago, um, uh, just uh, kind of where were you, where you were, like even in your twenties, and uh, and even though you're hearing about it, it wasn't like something you were really, uh, you know, like embracing. Yeah, yeah uh, really, all throughout my twenties, I went through several. I mean, I went through Bible school. I went to different marriage conferences. I went to, I mean, all all the church mm-hmm. events, everything, and I heard all about how. It doesn't matter if you're married. It doesn't matter about your right. relationships. It doesn't matter. The guy, God will make you whole. God is your source for all things. And mm-hmm. I would acknowledge that and uh, and agree that that is the truth. But I would walk away feeling like I still had to come through a relationship. So mm-hmm. I would agree that that was right. But I like no one could really persuade me that the feeling would like I would actually feel fulfilled without it. Yeah. And that is huge. I feel like so many women my age and um, at the time my age um, really wanted to be married and that was such a huge idol I felt like for so many women of yeah. all of my friends not only did they want to be married but they want to have kids and they have this fantasy of what their life is supposed to look like and when that doesn't happen you know you yeah. see 
you see like all my friends, you know, if that didn't happen to them, I would just see them go through like brokenness and they'd be shattered. And I'm, I saw that in myself too. If certain things didn't happen for me, you could tell me that God would make me whole, but I never felt it. And, uh, and so, um, you couldn't really persuade me enough that I would actually tangibly feel whole and fulfilled without that happening in my life um, until I realized you could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So right. there is a time right. uh, when I did um, seek God on this and I do feel whole. I feel complete. I feel like I am um, stable and I don't have to have those things to feel whole. And I, you just, you just could not tell me that when my twenties, I, I probably would have agreed with you, but I wouldn't have believed you yeah. in my heart. <laughs> and and uh, Robert, uh, you probably went through the same type of situation uh, maybe not about marriage, but about, you know, something else probably. Well, no, I mean, yeah, like about marriage too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 34 and still unmarried. And, and so we have this idea, which is definitely from the world that, that, oh, by this age you should be married, and by this <laughs> yeah. age you should have kids, yeah, and you should right. have a good job, and you buy your house, and mm-hmm. and so you have all of these expectations. So then, when 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 you're not hitting these benchmarks that you feel like you should be hitting, then that's just putting even more pressure on you, and you know that yeah. just that just helped. At least for me, it, it drove me more towards soulish idolatry because I'm I, I'm already discontented that I'm not hitting these benchmarks that I feel like I should be hitting and so I'm already feeling bad about myself and right. you know I already had you know issues with self-worth and where I find value and so then when I'm not hitting these things that I feel like I should be hitting at certain ages it just compounded the issue mm-hmm. yeah that is a I great could not point. agree more that yeah. is exactly well spoken. Yes, and That's so, exactly how yeah. it feels. So the, the pressure of these things you know, amplifies, uh, you know, the the discontentment, but also the frustration and everything else. And if you if you aren't already complete in Christ, and and know the feeling of that, then you're going to tend toward even a deeper sense of idolatry into maybe the areas that you can control. Yeah, you know, because. Even if even if you can't control when you get married or when you dis with it, there's things in your heart that you can control, and you want to have control of those things. Yeah. And so it's like, even somebody's what I what I was thinking about too is like you know here you know, talking about well now, um, you know marriage is a good one because obviously it's 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 one of the I think one of the biggest forms of idolatry you know, in our culture. It's not the only, and there's 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 ones that people deal with all the time. But marriage I think is one that is almost um not identified as idolatry yeah and so it's it's like a uh, acceptable idolatrous form <laughs> exactly uh, that actually gets pushed on people in that's church right. anyway <laughs> it's diet idolatry <laughs> yeah that's exactly right yeah diet idolatry zero calories idolatry right. <laughs> you can have it you, know, you have no guilt no remorse it's on the it's on the shelves of every church you go into yeah <laughs> and, uh, idolatry zero um, <laughs> oh man that's good. yeah good one uh so uh, but that's the thing. So here, so marriage is being packaged and marketed as like an acceptable form. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. you know, you can't have this and this and this, but you can have marriage. You know, and marriage will meet your needs. Yeah. Right. And uh, and if you're not married, then we'll pray for you to get married. Oh. You know, <laughs> I got prayed for so many times. <laughs> they had no faith apparently. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but, so. Uh, uh, but here's the thing. So, so this 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 <laughs> basically acceptable form of idolatry, people run to. 
because they think that they can get by with it. Like, like it is socially acceptable in the church to have this form of idolatry. And so when other things are pressuring you that you can't control, yeah. you can actually almost get a, a, a freebie and be like, hey, I can, I can, I can feel this way about that, though. Yeah. And I can actually hold on to this idolatry because it's acceptable. When your heart is telling you the whole time, you know, maybe not, maybe you're, you maybe get seared or something or whatever, you just don't know. But, but I, I think part of it is even like, so here, you know, uh, you, you have like, like you guys now, there's like, hey, you know what? I went through these cycles. I, I identified these things. I sought God on these things, da, 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 da. And now I, I actually have a genuine feeling. Now, that's what people, number one, they don't think you can have that. Right. They don't think that you can have the genuine feeling of wholeness. Right. Yeah. Because okay. I was one of them. Yeah. I didn't believe you. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, uh, but, um, yeah. I'm getting so exposed. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Everybody already knows it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the, yeah so so we, that's that's part of the problem is because our emotions are still in such control of us yeah. that if they don't get their payment due, right, then it's like yeah, but will I feel that way? Will I really feel that? You know, and when we don't think we'll feel that unless we have this circumstance, this natural circumstance. Until we have the natural circumstance, we can't feel something. And uh, and so when you even right now, people are listening right now, and they're saying, I'm assuming they're listening. They maybe they cut us <laughs> off already. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but so uh, but so they're uh, so. So they're they're listening and they're they're hearing you and they're hearing okay I we used to go through these cycles and now I have this uh, I have a tangible feeling of wholeness and completeness yeah. and I, I don't have the need for that anymore mm-hmm. and da 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 and I it's almost like I can hear people thinking yep where they're going okay a I don't know how you did that yes or b that's a lesser version yes of what I actually will get in marriage yes and so they think that you're settling. Yes, because I believed those things. So what you're saying right now is exactly the thoughts I had when people would tell me this Mm -hmm. when I was younger. And um, and I thought, well, you might be feeling a version of feeling yes, whole, but right. you're not really feeling what you'll get, like the real feeling. Yeah, of the real feeling. Accepted <laughs> and loved yeah, and whole. Yeah. And so I, I just didn't believe them. You mm-hmm. just could not convince me that someone truly felt whole not outside of marriage. <laughs> and uh, and I'm here to testify that you can. Yeah. And um, and it there is a way, there is a way that it happened. That happened for me. Mm-hmm. And um, that way, um, maybe God will use different things in your life. But for me, it was finding my call and mm-hmm. my purpose. And as soon as I got my eyes off marriage, I mean, I, this is the most cliche thing. I used to hear this all the time. <laughs> but as soon as I got my eyes off marriage, but instead of just waiting for marriage, I yeah. dove into my purpose. And that's when wholeness, the feeling of wholeness came. Yeah. And it's not a version of feeling whole. It's real fulfillment. And uh, it's not cliche. It's not a version of wholeness. Yeah. It's not wholeness in part. And then marriage will come when I'll really right. feel that way. Yeah. It is. Like you paid your dues. Yeah, exactly. You actually started doing it. And then yeah. maybe this will work. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm here to, I really, I really am walking whole. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel so much more like secure <laughs> in yeah. my life. And just that I have such a purpose um that hasn't and the cool thing is is that god has revealed his love to me that just has nothing to do with a marriage and that's what's really cool is i got to feel loved um and so whole and so loved um before i even enter into any of that yeah so that's cool that's good stuff um uh robert uh what what 
I don't know if you can put, pinpoint it or not, but what was kind of your process to it as far as getting to that place of wholeness? Um, it, it was just learning real identity. You know, it, it was just learning that I am enough just because I am God's creation. Just mm-hmm. in just in who I am and not in what I do. I don't have to do or be anything to be lovable or to be acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just in in realizing that that God can meet all of my needs, you know, emotional needs and not just physical needs and just in learning, you know, true identity. And what was, uh, like, for you, was it... Um what mechanism maybe that you can recognize uh was it uh was it just a purposeful thing that you that you pressed into was it more time just in prayer or just or just talking to god or just being more open with him i mean was there a certain mechanism or anything like that that you can remember um really it was it was just you know okay i recognize the cycle i recognize that that you know no no friendship no relationship is doing it so clearly that's not the answer and, yeah. and so you know I, I i was seeking god to you know figure out well, okay well what is it then and yeah. and and just realizing that what i was trying wasn't working and so that can't be it yeah so now i love that because that's coming from that's 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 kind of like how i processing because i'm more analytical and so i like when i've had to break cycles and stuff like that i don't i don't come from an emotional point of view i come from an analytical point of view and so that's more logical where you're like oh what i'm doing isn't working <laughs> yeah. burr, burr, so why don't i just change what i'm doing and uh, yeah. and so the 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 result uh, is is not of value anymore, and so you begin to value a different process, and uh, and that's a very analytical thought process, and that's I very much obviously identify with that because I do that type of money, but then not everybody does it that way. More some people are way more emotionally led, and so they they come through through more of a relational aspect. Mine was definitely more emotionally led. <laughs> yeah, well, and, really, and and yeah. I am naturally a very much more emotional person and not really analytical analytical at all. So it was having mm-hmm. to lean into. Being more analytical because, you know, emotions are fickle and they are liars. And so... <laughs> yes. Um, I, I have that coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and so since I tend naturally so much toward emotion, it was, it was you know, it was having to just shut them up and, and be more analytical about it. And, yeah. you know, like the... You know, we say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting different results. You know, right. it's coming to realization that this is not working. Yes, and and it it was, it was to the point where the the pain was just so much like I don't know if I can make it through this one more time. So something must change. Right. So I mean, I love the fact that you're bringing that out that you didn't lean analytically. You actually lean more emotionally, but you had a purpose to value something that you don't normally lean into. Yeah, that's a giant point. Uh, because most people will never leave their comfort zone of how they process things. And, uh, and time and again, the Lord's had me lean way more emotionally 
to actually access something that was available to me, but I wasn't going to get it through analytics. I wasn't going to get it that way. And and uh, and like I always say, if you if you if you want a different dis- destination, you have to take a different road. Yeah. You know, if you want to end up somewhere different, you better take a different one than you're used to being on. And that means different scenery. That means you have to rely on the Holy Spirit because he will guide you into something you don't currently know. But I love the fact that you humbled yourself to realize that the answer wasn't found in the the status quo of how you normally would have processed that. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, uh, with that, like... Uh, you know, just in, in getting into this, like with Amy, like, uh, of course, you were talking about uh, investing more in your call and these different things. I think one of the things, too, is, okay, they're, they're, I think one of the goals that, or one of the keys that I've seen is that people have to, like even what Robert was saying, he was saying he didn't know if he could make it through another heartbreak like yeah. that, you know. And, um, and so he had to devalue what he'd been doing. And, um, and so you devalued enough to value something else. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I think most people don't devalue stuff quick enough. Yeah. Because they still want to hold on. They want to even value the pain. Yes. They're like, oh, this must mean something. This must be teaching me something. It's like, no, it's called pain. Yeah. (laughs) You know, if, if it's not in heaven, it has no value. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so I don't want to operate in a currency that's not in heaven. And so, uh, so I'm not going to value all of the nonsense I went through. Uh, I'm going to value what God's telling me right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so good. So what, with that, you, we have to uh, even um, uh, uh, just like we, we, we almost have to choose to want not just a different outcome. Yeah. In other words, we hate the outcome we've had. But we don't just have to want a different outcome. We have to want a different process. That's so good. And I think most people want a different outcome without changing the process, like what you're talking about. Yeah. And so to change to change the, the, the value of the whole thing. Yeah. And to say, maybe I, I don't even want to have that need anymore. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. There is a crutch of need. Yep. People love their need. And, and they, they, they feel like they have the right to need. Yeah. And uh, where they're like, well, I, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I should, you know, once again, it goes to expectation versus requirement. But it's like, well, you know, um, I, I should feel this way and feel this way and feel this way. Well, yeah, but that shouldn't come from your spouse or right. your job or your relationships or your friendships. That should come from God. Mm-hmm. You are right. You should feel, mm-hmm. you should feel loved and accepted and whole. You should feel all those things, but not from other people. Yeah. That's right. And so uh, just, um, you know, so it, it, what I'm getting at here is, is, so I know there was like probably an internal dialogue that kind of had to change. Um, and I don't know if you guys are aware of that or not, but uh, <laughs> but sometimes people are more than those. Uh, but could you share a little bit about that, if you, if you guys even can remember kind of that, that dialogue a little bit? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would often um, go through these cycles, like I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. um, often with the same complaint you know, to God. And my prayer life always sounded the same. Mm-hmm. Um, my desire always sounded the same. And um, until I started changing my dialogue in prayer, and uh, I I love that you mentioned the process has to look different if you want a different outcome. Mm-hmm. Like we all say we want something, but we're not willing to change our process. And I think that was really cool that you said that, um, because that is something that did happen. And maybe I was 
not even totally aware that that is what exactly is what needed to happen for me, but that is what ended up happening because I started to change what I was saying in prayer. And I knew that if I went to God one more time to complain about being single, (laughs) it was going to, it was going to like open that wound again of just Mm -hmm. this disappointment and pain and hurt. And I knew he didn't want me to feel that way. And so, um, I just started praying out, heaven into earth instead (laughs) and uh, and then i became very aware of something inside of me that i could pour out into the earth and honestly my prayer life changed drastically i wasn't praying for a marriage anymore Mm -hmm. i was praying heaven into earth and through that i was getting very fulfilled yeah and um and it really it it really is real but my dialogue to god had to change and to other people you know when people make the same comments like oh uh uh, they want to set you up on dates and they yeah. want to, they want to know why you're single. It's almost right. like you have to change how you respond to them as well, you know, because mm-hmm. I am whole and I'm good. And like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. you can't always be the one in need and a, and a victim to your situation. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's how I sounded. Every time someone asked me about a relationship, I'd always sound like a victim. And yeah. so my dialogue had to change. And, and that's, it's so cool because it's not, it's not just ta- what we're talking about is not just changing our confession. Is changing our mentality. Yeah. And and it's not just like I'm going to do these things, like we said earlier. I'm going to do these things until I finally get married. <laughs> you know, exactly. like you know, this is not that. This is not some kind of magic pill thing. Yeah. To, because you still want to keep your idolatry. Exactly. It's. it's I, I think the uh, the nuts and bolts of everything is who when we're talking about I don't care marriage or your job or your relationships or your friendships or anything in your life who do you want to be in that situation yeah. are you the one carrying need or are you the one carrying the kingdom and uh because in any relationship I'm in I'm there to pour into it yeah I'm not there to draw out of it I I there there's no gain in me drawing out of it uh because that's just idolatry again is my the only reason I'm in that situation is for me to pour into it yeah, and, I love that. And and so if I'm at work, I'm here to pour into it. Yeah. If I if I'm in a like I said, in my marriage, I'm here to pour into it, and that's when things get really crystal clear. Because then you're like, oh well, I freely receive and I freely give. Mm-hmm. I've received everything from God. I came in this hole. Yeah. And so He fills me up. He continually fills me up because I'm I'm expecting Him to fill me up. I, and, and that's what gives him the greatest joy is to fill me up. So he's filling me up soulishly and physically and financially and emotionally and everything else. And then I'm full when I walk up to anybody else. And so I'm just looking where to pour out. That's good. Because it's overflowing. And so it's like, well, what, you know, what, what is my relationship? Is it? And I think that's the biggest, the biggest, I think, shift in mentality toward, I don't care what, what we're talking about in life, is, you know, am I looking for that person to meet my needs as an idol, or am I looking to God to meet my needs so I can pour out to other people? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, and that's, when we're doing that, that's when we're walking in love, because love doesn't seek its own. And when we're doing that, it says love you know, suffers no wrong, done, right? So love doesn't ever get hurt, because because love only has fullness. Yeah. And so you could take everything mm-hmm. from me, and I would never be hurt, because he's still pouring in. Yeah. You know, and so you could literally try to betray me. <laughs> you could just go for it. And it doesn't matter because like Jesus, he had a betrayer with him every day stealing from the money bag, but he always had more than enough yeah. because it, because God was his, his supply. Yeah. And uh and it's 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 not it it stops the cycles of self-preservation. It stops the cycles of of like what you were talking about, how you don't want to be hurt again. You know, it's like, and you know, you you knew going into it. I love what you were talking about because like you didn't want to shut your heart down, yeah, and and be like, well, this ain't happening again. 
I'm be I'm I'm just gonna be a hermit. <laughs> you know, I guess that's my lot in life. You yeah. know, I'm like Paul, and I'm not supposed to have relationships with anybody. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, but but uh, go ahead, Rob. Yeah, but but that was the temptation, though. You know, being yeah, being definitely. such an emotional person, I said I don't know if I could go through this again. And yes. so the temptation was, okay, I want to. I'm just gonna shut everybody out. I'm gonna harden my heart because I don't want to be hurt that bad again yeah and um but that is a dangerous place to be in yeah you know because if you you, so the the kind of the picture i have is oh i'm I'm gonna put my heart in like a bank vault you know that way it'll be safe and secure (laughs) um but see the the thing is though that when you know nothing will be able to get in it's yes. hardened and nothing will be able to get in. Wow. So yes. yeah, you won't, you won't, the hurt, won't, nobody else will be able to hurt you. But, but that also reminds me of the parable where Jesus was talking about the, the sower sowing the word and, and the different grounds. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, he, when he, when he was explaining, he said the grounds were different hearts. And so, you know, you had the stony heart, you know, so when, when you harden your heart so that you don't get hurt, but that, that that means nothing gets in, and so then that means the the word can't get into your heart, and so mm-hmm. you know the danger in that is okay. What does the word say about itself? What it is? It says it's um, it's a washing water, and so if the word can't get in, you can't get that washing water. It, it says in in Romans to renew your mind with the word of God. So if the, if the word can't get in, you can't have any mind renewal. Yes, it says in Psalms that the word is a lamp to our feet and a light into our path. So if the word can't get in, you have no lamp and no light, and so you have no direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, uh, you know, it, it talks about in the armor of God. It says, "And take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God." So it's the only out of the whole armor of God. It's the only offensive piece. It's your only offensive weapon to combat, yeah. you know, just the lies of the devil with. And so, so I, I you know, I had to. The, the temptation where is there to harden my heart, but I had to learn no, be tender hearted because yeah. because while while it shuts mm-hmm. me off to all the pain, it also shuts me off to the word and all the benefits of it, and then you're just in a really terrible place. Yeah, that's right. That's really good because that's that right there is that's the the strategy of the enemy. The strategy of the enemy is for us to shut our heart off, you know, and just to close off and think that we're doing it through self preservation when really we're doing it through self destruction. Yeah, and um, and just understanding that no, our design, our DNA is to pour out. Our DNA is tenderheartedness. Our DNA is softness. Our DNA is love, and I can't do that as a hermit. And um, and you know, I've, I've I I don't know who maybe who hasn't had that temptation just to shut down and to shut off. I know I have. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but then you're like, well, I can't because then I'm denying my DNA. I mean, I'm literally turning into something I'm not designed to be to be at. But if I can just, once again, instead of going on the defense, I go on the offense with it and be like, well, if God is my source of all things and he never stops and he never forsakes me and he never leaves me and he's always full, then I have no lack. I have nothing. I'm complete and full in Christ right now. And I don't need anything to, 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 to happen to make that happen. I just have to disavow the value of my feelings sometimes you know, and be like nope it's not what i feel it's what i know yeah. it's the truth that makes me free not my feelings my feelings will keep me bound but the truth will make me free yeah and um and in doing that though i can i have to find like like amy was saying you know you you begin to pour your investment into your call and pray in your call and speak over things about your call and we have to find ways to pour out 
and and that's the opposite of self-preservation that's the opposite so we have to pour we have to find ways say okay father if i'm complete right now if i'm whole right now that means i have more than enough Mm -hmm. and if i have more than enough then there's somewhere that i'm supposed to pour out exactly and and being able Mm -hmm. to just ask god i mean that's a good step if you want to break the if we want to break the cycle of idolatry one of the first steps number one you want to want you have to want to break it yeah you have to want to break dependency on people uh but number two you have to say, okay, Father, where can I pour out with expecting nothing in return? That's right. Without reciprocation, where can I be the vessel of life and light and love to people? That's and um, and the more we take on that role, the more we realize that we are freely receiving and freely giving, and we don't need anybody to do anything. And uh, and and that way, every relationship is is from wholeness and strength. Well, anyway, we need to wrap it up. Uh, yeah, we're well over time. So <laughs> let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you for wholeness. We thank you, Lord God, that we uh, uh, just choose, Father God, to walk in the freedom from idolatry. We walk in the wholeness of Christ Himself, and we freely receive and we freely give from the throne of God. And we thank you, Father God, just in us, Father God, just show us the mechanism, show us the steps, Father God, if there be any idolatry, even in any hidden place of our heart just show us so that father god we would not be in condemnation or bondage that we can just just repent quickly hand it over to you and let you show us how whole we are in that area and we just thank you for it in jesus name amen amen Amen. thanks for joining us today on wisdom and stuff don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages we'll see you next time and have a blessed day